Good evening, and welcome to the Wednesday, um, September 20th, uh, Town Board Work Session. Um, I would like to call this meeting to order. Would, you, would the clerk please um, do the roll? Draw up. Here. Cole. Here. Lee. Here. Ackenden. Here. All here. Good. Thank you very much. Um, next item on the agenda <clears throat> is the approval of minutes. Um, board, you have before you the August 16th, 2023 minutes. Is there any discussion? So moved. Uh, second. Moved by Cole, seconded by Akadin. Roll call vote, please. Draw. Aye. Cole. Aye. Lee. Aye. Akadin. Aye. Okay. Thank Aye. Thank you. Um, monthly reports, most um, departments have them in. There's a couple we're still waiting for, but um, thank you. We have, I see no guests tonight. I believe that we might have some, some called if we need to. Um, Next on the uh, agenda is action items, and the first one is 1225 Empire Boulevard, a special use permit and revised site plan for K2 Brewing. And I have Carrie Ivers here from our Director of Del Development to um, start us off here on this. Uh, thank you. Um, as you will call, application was made, um, public hearing was conducted back in, don't quote me on this, but I believe in back in July, and the application was tabled um, pending the New York State DOT's review um, and then their request for a um, redesign of the um, site plan to utilize Wilbur Track Drive, um, which is a private drive um, for their, um, their source of entry to the, um, what was being proposed for ancillary parking <coughs> and ancillary use of the existing structure. Um, so the application is back before us because those changes have been navigated. Um, the applicant has reached agreement with the owner of the, uh, the private drive, that's uh, Dr. Howitt. He's um, the owner of the property adjacent and that separates 1225, the Agway property from 1221, which is K2's uh, prime primary site um, and the swath of land in between is part of um, the property that Dr. Howitt's developing as uh, the apartment complex. So that agreement is um, has been submitted to the town and revised site plan has been submitted as well. Um, these plans have been reviewed by our PRC, which is primarily our um, town engineering department for um, review, but other departments as well. Um, the uh, revised drawings uh, were the subject of a revised or a second PRC memo. The applicants acknowledged receipt and sent uh, communication that the identified changes uh, and technical issues can be addressed no problem. Um, and so I'm gonna, I'll zoom in and sort of show you some of the details. One of the changes I'll note that um, staff in the engineering department identified is the proposed um, slight reconfiguration right now, they're showing a sidewalk connection um, that would be on the, on the north side of the proposed cross access entry into 1225 and um, staff has identified that relocating that sidewalk to the south side would be a better option potentially to reduce some conflict with turning movements and pedestrian crossing that private drive. Um, so the, um, the applicant has indicated that they're going to work with the engineering department to meet those technical requirements. Um, and so wanted just to revisit this with the board. We did send the landscaping plan that was included with this resubmission to our landscape consultant 
they did provide some feedback and the applicants acknowledged receipt of that as well. Um, and New York State DOT has um, submitted comment that they are, they, this is the preferred um, plan mm -hmm. and this is what they asked the applicant to do in the, from the beginning. So this, they were satisfied with this change. So I would say that the applicants are here. Um, Mike Ritchie is the, um, the engineer and he's here to answer technical issues and obviously the owner, Lori Kennedy, is here if you have any other questions of her. That agreement that uh, they now have with Dr. Howitt, how far back or how far down will the track does that go or is it really not specified for a, a distance? Um, I'd have know? to, I would defer to the, the attorney. One of the things that it, it's, um, I, I would defer to the, the town attorney on the physical distance. I believe it allows access, utilizing that cross access because this area is from here and it's hard to delineate, but the property line it's really just to get across this little stretch. Uh, so this is on their on the property that they're going to be owning, and then this is the property they already own. Right. So it's really just allowing the cross connection um, I, I there. I think it's also, Carrie, isn't it? It also allows access off Empire because they are going to, are they, do they still, are they going to still keep the access to Empire? I thought they had to close that curb cut. I'm not sure if they physically have to close the the curb cut, but they're util, they're not to they're not utilizing, is my understanding. But I think I would have the applicant address that question so that I'm not saying it in, incorrectly. Thank you. Come on. You want to go, Lori? Yep. So the uh, what New York State has stated is that they do want us not to use the curb cut, which is fine. But for us. They do not allow individuals to do anything on the right-of-way of the DOT. So therefore, they will come and take care of whatever they need to. We will just make sure that that is not our access and that we have the other access and we'll be directing everybody to the other access until they come and do whatever they need to do with the curb cut. So they'll do something like just so nobody can come Correct. and go, probably. Right, okay. and, and we've added a note to the plan that there's a landscaping berm is going to go along the frontage so it physically won't read, be possible yeah. to, to access the site um, okay. and then in the event when the DOT does come through and make improvements um, you know they could approach the DOT then for for getting full access back but until that center turn lane if it ever right. gets done on Empire it's just uh, the left turn lane to enter there would just need to go too far up the hill. There's a very large culvert that drains around Quake Creek. That would need to be replaced yeah. in order to widen the road. So okay. until that happens, the DOT will not allow access uh, for this large of a use. Gotcha. And as Carrie mentioned, yeah. so that the the plan is that sidewalk or the pedestrian path correct. will get moved to the south. That's yep, that that's is correct. Yep. That's good. That was one of the things I was concerned about was if they crossed there, where did they end up in the parking lot of, of your business? Mm -hmm. It seems like to the south might afford a better opportunity to keep people out of the flow of traffic. So and an additional good... town comment, um, which we will revise the plans to reflect, is that once you do cross over to 1221, they want to delineate more of a pedestrian path yeah. to the actual building. Green. And we'll work with them, you know, either stripe it, gore striping yeah. the yeah. pavement or, you know, a, a new sidewalk, uh, just so it's clear that... First of all, no cars can park there, and two, it's the pedestrian way. Yeah, I like that, and that's good. Yeah, yeah and as as we typically do, 
um, one of the standard, and any approval, the standard condition would be that it's subject to the town attorney's final approval, um, because in this case there's a, an agreement in place, and then subject to the town engineer approval, so no project move forward, even with the permit in place, they can't proceed until the town engineer um, signs off and says he's all the requirements have been met. I have a couple of questions, if I, if I could. Your existing property, the K2 Brewery property, that has access off of Wilbur Track, right? It was an easement that goes along with the actual deed of the property. Okay. So the, the agreement that you have in place uh, for this development, for the Agway, is more, it looks more like a license agreement instead of an easement. Did you, was there consideration to whether or not you ought to do an easement instead? He called it a few different things, but all he literally is giving, because we already have the easement coming from Empire down, and most of the property that we're dealing with, so he's literally dealing with, what, maybe 10 feet by 10 feet? That he's actually with, giving yeah, the easement feet. of. Okay. So because we already have the excess from Empire down through our property. It is truly just getting the permission to connect it to the Agway property. Carrie, can you highlight? So um, I guess I'm just trying to see where the property lines are. Yeah. And, yeah, I was going to say, let me see if I can get a better image. Can you help me with that? Yeah, the, the dark black line on the eastern property, 1225, is the property line. Yep. And then across the way. Um, this it, light line? It, then one next to it, the solid line. The dashed line is an easement. Yeah, that's the property line. So, okay. so it's just this little stretch right here. It's not even the road part because the actual road is an easement from Empire down that oh, we got with the deed. The driveway. Oh, yeah, exactly. It yeah. is only from the edge of the road to the beginning of the Agway property it's line, right which is here, maybe a 10-foot section. <clears throat> it's this Can you area. Supply, that, uh, supply that easement to uh, the planning department, the easement that runs with your other property? Sure. Are, so you're satisfied or your attorney satisfied that that easement gives you the right to come in off of Wilbur Track and then instead of going to K2, you can go to the Agway property, is that? It's an easement from Empire to our property down Wilbur Track. What the agreement is, is then having the permission to, to take and turn the other way. Okay, I just wanna make sure that we're not gonna get into a, a situation where uh, down the line, Howitt or a successor is saying that you're overburdening that easement um, because the original, if the original easement was for accessing mm -hmm. the the property where the brewery is today, um, I don't want somebody down the line to say, well, that doesn't give you a right to come in and then go on to the, and I'm sorry, I don't know the address, the Agway property. 1225. Right. 1225. So, I just want to make sure that that's not going to be a problem down the line. It won't be because the DOT has already signed off on it. And the reason being is that they had done a traffic study, which was the original document that they had given in September of last year. Okay. And they stated that with even our improvements of renovating the upstairs and the additional additional customers oh, 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 that that would attract, okay. it will not affect. Oh, not, it's not going to overburden the. No, because we had even asked about whether we needed okay. a traffic signal or whether anything else could be done or, and they stated in the letter that the okay. turning lane would be enough. So that could be good proof, but that doesn't necessarily, I, I, just if you could send the easement, we'll take a look at it. We'll sure. Just, we'll um, satisfy ourselves that that's mm -hmm. not gonna be an issue before. Has, has the property closed, the Agway? We closed tomorrow morning at okay. 10 a.m. Okay. 
those are the questions I had. Okay. So if you could make sure that the easement gets to carry, then yes. we can take a look. It's an that. easement from back in. Yeah, I'm sure it's. Uh, <laughs> quite yeah. A few decades ago, yeah. but every deed refers back to yep. that easement. Right. That's how it works. So I do have it, and I will forward Perfect. it. Uh, the attorney, uh, attorney Curry, went through and researched it for us and made sure that I had a copy of that deed so that we could actually read the verbiage of the easement. Okay, I'll talk to. I'll probably talk to Bill then too. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Board, any other questions? Seeing none, I think we, if. My request would be if mm -hmm. you, there's no other issues or concerns that we, I would prepare a resolution um, for the issuance of the special use permit and the revised site plan um, for the next legislative session on October 4th. To move that? I would say pending attorney review and assuming that Mr. Weischer has no issues contingent on that. I would propose um, the special use permit to be, a resolution for the special use permit to be prepared for the next ledge session. Second. Second. Okay. Can we have a roll call vote on that, Sue? Draw. Aye. Call. Aye. Lee. Aye. Akenden. Aye. All aye. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm glad that things are working out. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Next on the uh, on the uh, action item is the 2023 Comprehensive Plan Update and Seeker question, uh, Discussion. Miss um, Ivers and Mr. Valentine are going to uh, handle this. Yes. So I thought first we would start with the um, explanation that the um, based on the um, the last public hearing, um, there was some uh, changes made. We had a second public hearing that was conducted um, at the beginning of this month. Based on the comments received, um, some final edits and changes were made to the working draft 2023 comprehensive plan update. Um, that plan, updated plan, was published to the town's um, website. It's the most current document out there. Um, it's right at the top of the, of the project page. Um, and I think that the um, a couple of the, you know, some of the the changes were wording changes, making some of the statements more direct or active versus passive voice. Um, some of them were minor grammatical ch changes or edits to um, wording choice. Um, and I think that we did provide a summary of those changes on the website as well so that folks could follow along. Um, as I indicated before, the software that's used to provide the document layout doesn't lend itself to tracking changes um, readily, so we just sort of did a page-by-page page reference. Um, I know that the, there's, you know, sort of the one topic that had come up a couple of times um, was the issue of how the quarry um, property is shown on the future land use map. Um, and I just wanted to share with the board and, and share with anyone who might be watching at home that the the quarry is deemed a pre-existing non-conforming use. It predates our zoning here in the town, and and so um, the it's shown on the existing land use map, which outlines sort of how land is being used currently um, as an industrial use because that's what it is, how it's being used currently. But every zoning map in the town of Penfield since 19, 1929 has indicated this property and this as part of a larger area as residential. Um, and so the future land use plan 
continues to in, to identify that as the future use um, so that it's in keeping with the surrounding area. And I'm happy to pull up um, mapping to show the, the zoning sort of area of that area if that's helpful for the board. And um, if you'll bear with me. While you're pulling that up, I can yeah. just add, if you changed it to be in the future industrial, yep. then what you run the risk of doing is <clears throat> If somebody comes along and wants to put an industrial use in there, they have an easier path to do that because they could get it zoned like light industrial, which would allow a lot of different uses, including adult uses and uh, like manufacturing. And to me, that seems like that would be incompatible with everything that's surrounding it because that's the residential. So I think that's why they still keep it residential so that if somebody wanted to come in with a, with a, a use maybe that didn't fit with the residential character, what they would have to do is they would have to apply for a use variance. And that's probably like, you know, I don't want to prejudice ourselves by suggesting that maybe that's the situation where a use variance would be granted because mm -hmm. it, you know, because, you know, it's a mine today and, you know, you're not really going to put a uh, subdivision down in the, in the pit. But there are swaths of land that are technically part of the quarry that are not currently actively mined, that they're flatland. So there is the potential for future potential development that would be in keeping with the current underlying zoning. It could become like a lake surrounded by residences like or North something. North Ponds, Webster. Yeah. And I'll just I'll zoom in a little bit so we can sort of get our bearings. Now, Carrie, will this show the, um, oh, I see R120 coming up and, okay. Yeah, so you'll, I'll zoom out a little bit so you'll see everything that's not, doesn't have a color overlay is a residential zone. So, and you'll see here, you know, the areas <coughs> that are industrial are really just limited only here, and you'll see it's along 441. The places that are served well by a, a higher capacity highway system, and so, you know, had the quarry not predated the, you know, sort of, you know, town zoning, I'm not sure that um, anybody would have said like, oh, right in the middle of our primary residential area, we should have a quarry. So I think that's why we were a little bit reluctant to change the future land use map because it allow it's. The future land use plan serves as a legal basis or one of the legal foundations for future zoning changes. Um, and also we want to be cautious about any wholesale changes to that, to, to um, you know, that would potentially open up the redevelopment that we, you don't want to see happen at this location. Again, to Pete's point, other industrial uses that are not a quarry. And Carrie, right now, I mean, I think they're looking at 2050 for the 2050 is the right now. They're right. Is it the reclamation plan? Is that the correct terminology, Mark? Mm -hmm. Is am I saying that properly? And that's a. It's regulated by New York State DEC. The town has no oversight on the quarry's operation. They're permitting. They're how they operate, and even their you know sort of end of life plan will navigate through DEC. One of the things we point out in the comprehensive plan is for the town to stay connected and you know, have com continuous communication with DEC so that we can be apprised if they see any changes happening or any, you know, if there's anything that happens, we would want to know about it sooner than later. To, and so that's one of the things that we identified as, a, as a, an action item in the plan. Okay, thank you. 
So for, for the board, I had a chance to meet very briefly with Carrie and Mark to kind of understand, because I, the, the quarry, because to me, it's just as a layman, it's a very obvious industrial use right. that's isolated in that area. And I didn't quite understand why we wouldn't want, when we know the quarry is being used up until an anticipated 2050, and this document isn't 30 years, it's, it's our, um, our duty to kind of, along with the steering committee, to update this um, regularly, right? So what is the harm in um, identifying this in the comp plan as industrial? And why wouldn't we want to change just that spot where the quarry is currently being used, because I just can't imagine any residences being un built on top of that giant hole, right? Like, w turn it into a lake and then what? Fill it with millions and millions of pounds of concrete? Like, it, it just didn't make sense to me. But I, I think, Carrie, I, I don't know if you want to share kind of um, right. what we so had I, talked about. Yeah, so I think, you know, the we anticipate that the current operator is going to operate the the quarry for until 2050, um, and if we have the, but if we have the future land use plan identifying this as industrial, and something happens and the quarry goes out of business, then other industrial operators could be like, this would be a great spot for fill in the blank, whatever that might be, which might not be a suitable use. I think the thing that is hard to wrap your head around is here in Penfield, most of us have only ever known the quarry as a use, as a presence, you know, everybody just, you know, the, my kids went to Bay Trail and they're like, yep, yeah, just, you know, major explosion, no problem. They're just used to it. It's part of our life. I think in the future, if something happened, the quarry went out of business five years from now, this might not be the right location for other industrial uses. And so having it identified on the future land use map could present a challenge when somebody says, no, 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 we want this in other industrial use, and your future land use map says it's industrial. So that's what we're trying to avoid. And if, if you had, um, so also it's important to note, I mean, because it's a pre-existing non-conforming use, mining isn't even provided in our zoning ordinance. So right. that's mm -hmm. the only thing that this property can be used for. And if we said industrial, now we open the door to a whole bunch of other uses. and. What I don't know is if you say future land use is residential, <clears throat> that may require some type of a closure that, you know, it may affect what they have to do to close the mine versus if you've made it industrial. Right, the, the bar might lower be lower. Um, and then this way, if somebody wants to come in and we have a, the town board, would, or it would be the zoning board probably, would have a lot more say about what type of industrial use could go in there post uh, quarry. But, yeah. Right. And I think you brought up another point earlier that if we do change it to industrial now and ownership changes hands, that, that really the town has no jurisdiction to block the sale or, or transfer an ownership. Right. And, and we don't want, you know, a whole manufacturing line in there, we wouldn't be able to then downgrade it from industrial to residential. It would be without, a lot harder with, to do harder. that. Right. Yeah, without <clears throat> triggering um, a taking, right? Potentially. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, so, it'd so. Be, it's best to leave it at, at, in its current form, and then the town would have opportunities to consider other uses, either through the Zoning Board of Appeals process, or even, you know, if it became, you know, apparent that some future redevelopment was going to be needed there, that could navigate through the town board um, through a rezoning process if that was necessary. 
Um, so there are a couple of different avenues for it to, for future redevelopment of the site without changing the future land use plan and without, you know, leading or providing a basis to change the, you know, the zoning for this area. Um, I think it's more challenging to go the other way around. Yeah, and I, and I think, so that, it was really helpful for me to learn that also, so I yep. appreciate you and Mark, and, and thank you, Pete, for, for weighing in also. Um, and I know, so it, it makes sense to me to, to leave it um, as a, described as a non pre-existing non-conforming use. I wonder if we can still clarify just a little bit before this is the final draft, just to kind of highlight. I don't think we need that, that whole... Um, Explanation, but just to, to highlight sure. that. Well, um, take a look at the, the language in the future land use section that where this specific discussion takes place and see if we can add some clarifying language. You had something in another part that I saw that it did describe it as pre-existing non-conforming, so maybe it's just you. It's in the future, in the future land use yes, description. On one of the pages where we talk about future land use and zoning, you know, issues. It's like sort of a generic, uh, there's a couple of other major points. And that's um, sort of like how we're going to handle things that haven't been, you know, that aren't currently addressed. So um, that was one of them. And there was another example that it's not coming to me at the top of my head. And I know one of the other um, topics raised in the hearing was on climate change, climate action, sustainability. We heard from various groups and um, uh, changing some of the wording from climate resiliency versus, um, it's escaping my, my mind right now, uh, what was it, climate resiliency versus? Climate change. Climate change. That, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the terminology climate change, climate action, else, right? climate resiliency, um, and so... So, so I, I, I definitely don't want to get into the, the politics of, of each of those um, terminologies. What I was going to suggest as part of the revision was we've made a lot of changes in Penfield that I didn't think the comp plan quite highlighted enough. And um, for example, like Penfield was one of the first, first town or the first two towns with the solar panels, the solar farm, solar charging stations at the town. Um, wanting to incorporate more EV into our fleet, um, signing the climate pledge, the, right, um, and the other criteria that Waterman is working on. Um, so I, I thought we would want to highlight a few of those examples rather than just talking about fut our commitment to sustainability, but like evidence of that as part sure. of our continued commitment. Yeah, I think we... Um, uh we have some of that language in the narrative. It is a lot of narrative. So maybe what might be a good um, way to capture that in a more sort of user-friendly way is maybe a little quick call-out box that has like some bullet points that highlight those elements. And I'm happy to make that edit or but, change. Um, and I appreciate that, Carrie. But I, I was thinking more of, because Waterman is working actively working on grants that qualify us with the Monarch Pledge and, and the um, some of those things are not just like one and done. But oh, they're sure, no, ongo things. they're ongoing yeah, activities. So, so clean energy communities, climate smart communities, those are the types of things that the town is currently either actively engaged in or pursuing. Um, and so if we haven't captured that adequately in the text, we can take a look and figure out a way to better describe that. Those those were my any those were my my comments at least from the hearing. I didn't know if the board had any other changes with this version or. No, that was good. 
If I can, Carrie, I'm sorry to digress back to the quarry just for one second. I yeah, apologize. sure. Um, you mentioned the reclamation plan, right? Um, we've heard from residents who have really stayed on top of the quarry over the years and they indicate that the plan may be outdated in that. Is that something that the state has control of, how frequent that's updated or, or what is it contained in it? And are we just basically holding a copy of it as being the... Yeah, so it, if we, it, we may not have the most current, maybe we don't have the most current copy in our possession, but it's actually a state document um, similar to other programs like, I don't uh, I'm trying to think of Brownfield Cleanup Program, for example, that could be happening in our town, but it's not our process, it's not our program. We don't have to, we don't, it's not our documentation to monitor or maintain. Um, one of the things, so it's completely up to the state on how often they have to prepare the plan, what needs to be contained in it. That's a state requirement, not a town requirement. We certainly can work with DEC to make sure that we have the most current plan so we understand what the, what the parameters are. Right. Um, and, you know, ask to be updated when it's updated, like, so that, um, you know, sort of establishing that partnership with New York State DC. We have that partnership in place in other aspects. Like, okay. for example, anytime there's, um, you know, wetland permits or coastal erosion hazard area permits, the permitting staff will often include our department, you know, our department staff copied in to directly to applicants. That's just because we've established that we're a good working relationship with the permitting office for those kinds of things. So. We anticipate we can do the same with the um, the group that oversees the um, the quarry operations okay. and reclamation planning. Staff did meet with them as we were going through the comp plan, so we did go down, um, met with the the state, met with the individuals that are in charge of those projects. So try to make sure we were familiar with it, let them know we were looking at the comp plan in the area, you know, as well as you know during the development of Shadow Pines. Um, you know, looking at that. So we have met with them recently and we'll follow up with them to make sure we've got the latest plan. Okay, great. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you for all your work on this, Carrie. I know you added not a lot. Not just me. I'm going to well, keep I on saying it. It's, I, so D Doug Sangster, town planner, um, Mark, Matt, um, also in the planning office. Everybody has really had a hand. <laughs> all of the lovely mapping would not be here today without Matt Princing. So, I mean, there's a lot of people who've had their hearts and hands uh, in this document. I'm just the person who's in the mic yeah. getting to talk they about it. In the but, voice. but still, thank, thank you. <laughs> you know, and, um, and without red lines, it's, it, was, it was really hard to see all the mi minor changes, and I kind of just zeroed in on, on the um, industrial use and sure. the sustainability section and, and wanting to, to show more there. And I know... Um, I saw that you added um, uh, additional um, recommendations to evaluate sustainable building practices in, in our code and just thinking of new ways that we can promote sustainability or incorporate sustainability so it's always a part of our thinking. Yep. And I know it's kind of hard to do that because it's, it's sustainability is a long commitment. It's not just something we can like implement, you know. Sure, uh, it's overnight. ongoing. It's yeah, an ongoing so commitment. I know that was challenging to do in, 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 some, respect, in some respects, so... So thank you for doing that. Yes. So with the updates that like you're speaking with Candace about, are we ready to move it to a resolution? So if um, if the board's comfortable, um, I thought for a minute I would chat with you about the seeker. seeker. Yeah, so the seeker, State Environmental Quality Review right. Act component, right. I think it's good for us to chat about it now before you're seeing it. So 
as you recall, this is a, uh, any time you adopt a comprehensive plan, it's considered a type one action under Seeker. And a type one action requires the completion of a full environmental assessment form. Typically, you're often seeing a short environmental assessment form. Um, so, and then there's a coordinated review process that goes with that. So many months ago, I think back in March, we indicated our intent to serve as lead agency on this planning process. You can do that intent to serve at any stage of a project. So we did it while we were developing the draft. We circulated that intent with um, part one of the EAF to all interested and involved agencies. Um, no one objected to the town board serving as lead agent. And so before the adoption can take place, the first, you know, just in order of operation, the, um, the State Environmental Quality Review Act, seeker process has to be concluded. <coughs> Um, we did prepare part two and part three of the EAF form and included a narrative. And I think it's important to point out that this is really a 2023 20, comprehensive plan update. It sort of built off the 2010 plan and revisited that document and sort of tweaked the things that need to be tweaked. Um, and it, uh, you know, pulled out or emphasized maybe things that we really wanted to emphasize now, but there weren't any wholesale changes, significant drastic changes to proposals for transportation networks or future land use changes. And so for that reason, we sort of compared back to the full generic EIS that was prepared in 2010, and the narrative that goes with this um, EAF really sort of points out here are the additional things that we looked at, and this is why um, we're you know we, we feel comfortable moving forward with a determination of significance. So I provided that information for the board's review. Um, we looked at you know there's no significant changes um, in potential traffic impacts, as the 2010 analysis pointed out, and as we point out in our analysis. In addition to the recommendations that are in the comp plan are gonna be looking to improve traffic conditions. Um, there's, we've had recommendations for traffic impact, for traffic studies town-wide. Every individual development project that goes through the town under the current zoning is gonna to continue to have to follow the same practices they do now with respect to traffic mitigation, traffic analysis. Um, and so we don't feel like there's any significant alterations or potential adverse impacts. And if anything, in this plan, it scales back um, changes in land use because in the 2010 plan, they looked at the potential for two separate mixed-use development districts, and the town only moved forward with the one. And so we're feeling like, for a lot of reasons, the analysis in 2010 still applies today, and we, we added some additional analysis that reflects the current plan. So I just wanted to share that with you. Pete, you agree with the assessments for the forms? Uh, yes, because what, what you're doing when you're doing the seeker review is you're, you're, you need to make a determination as the lead agency as to whether or not there's potentially adverse environmental impacts caused by what you're doing here. And so, as Carrie said, you, the board did a, a generic environmental impact statement because there was the potential for adverse environmental impacts with those two potential large zoning changes. But here, you're, you know, the, it's a lot. Um, it's just an update. There's nothing that rises to that level here. So, um, you know, so the narrative is set up to 
ultimately issue what we colloquially refer to as a negative declaration or a okay. deck. Okay, so I just wanna make sure even with the extensive updates that we did, none of them right. trigger the specific EAF. Correct. Okay, and I'm okay there. So are you looking for a resolution? So it would be a resolution for, for, for a seeker, and then if you're comfortable moving forward with um, edits, you know, we can make those edits, uh, those, those changes to the text and have it ready for the board on the 4th as well with the resolution. Um, so we leave that up to you. So I need a, a motion for two separate, one yes. for the seeker. One for and seeker one for and the, one for the adoption of the adoption comprehensive of the plan, plan with the edits that you've outlined. Yep. Okay. okay. I'll make that motion. Second. Moved, it, moved by Lee, second by um, Cole. Can we have a roll call vote, Sue? Um, draw. Aye. Cole. Aye. Lee. Aye. Akenden. Aye. And all aye. Is that for both? For both. Okay. We'll move that for both, and that'll be for the October 4th uh, legislative meeting. Madam Supervisor, before we mm -hmm. go on with the um, other action items, would you entertain um, taking I action item G out of turn? We have the uh, civilian present, and oh. if we can just take yes, it out of turn absolutely. so he can be oh, relieved. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I would. We could go for the request for the second, sure. Item G, um, and I believe that's under... Mr. Tate and Ms. Um, for the second curb cut at 1851 Clark Road. If you'd like to, would you like to come yeah, up? Come Thank you, sir. Why not? If you'd like to come to the. Um, so I did um, actually, um, Andy Savegas um, had been in contact um, with Mr. Pandolf. Um, he's the property owner of 1851 Clark Road. Um, inquiring about the um, possibility um, of a second curb cut for this uh, property. Um, if you looked at the house on Google Street View, mm -hmm. um, the image that you're going to find um, is that of the the older house, um, just kind of that the smaller <coughs> white L shape um, in the middle of uh, this picture before you. Um, Mr. Pandolf is doing you know extensive renovations and additions to that um, with the intent to, or, and I believe the the, the former garage has actually already been taken down um, where the existing driveway used to go to. Um, with the approved plan, um, he's going to be relocating and constructing a new garage uh, to the southwest of the property corner um, with a driveway, um, a new driveway that would actually be um, south of the house um, leading up to that garage. Um, originally intending to abandon and remove the the former existing driveway. Um, as he's gone through the renovations, um, he did, and maybe you know, somewhat coincidence as the contractors have you know pulled off the side of the road, um, kind of parking there to gain access to the the property uh, for their work, um, have been pulling off there to be able to kind of loop back around um, further to the. The south, um, there is a hill on Clark Road. On the other side of the hill, there is a curve. Um, it is fairly close, and I, you know, can understand the concern of backing out onto that section of Clark Road. Um, this was actually shared with the uh, transportation mm -hmm. committee last night uh, to get their thoughts. Um, they did have some concerns, um, just in the sense that the town has historically um, been hesitant to, to grant um, second or any additional curb cuts um, above and beyond the, the one uh, for a residential property. Um, their 
the feedback that they had, um, I guess, and would like to the you know, the owner to provide a little more explanation. Um, yeah. One question that the uh, transportation committee uh, came up with was inquiring if there was enough room and the ability to drive around um, or be able to back up and turn around within the proposed uh, driveway leading to that uh, detached garage, um, or um, possibly even having a portion of kind of what's proposed uh, minus the curb cut, but at least to have a T stub with the intent you could kind of back down toward Clark Road and then back up um, off to the side and then pull back out toward the road. Um, so I you know, would like to be in your property, um, would like to give you the opportunity to explain to the board what you're thinking, what you're looking for, looking um, to do, reasoning. Um, yeah. So um, I'm Mark Pandolf, and um, the this actually came up um, based on our observations during our renovations because we uh, we haven't been living there during the renovations. So um, as a, the renovations are nearing completion, um, as you all know, Clark Road is a 25 mile per hour speed limit, which is um, I would uh, argue to say that it's not followed by many people. Um, it's probably most people drive much faster than that, and but when vehicles come across, come north over that hill, um, it's used as a cut through by a lot of individuals. So there's vehicles that come over that hill doing 50, 50 plus miles an hour, um, and you, the, res, the response time coming out of the driveway is you have a very limited response time. So this came up this. A request for the second curb cut based on safety. I, when I go to the house to um, see the renovations and the progress, I actually turn around or back up into the driveway with my nose, with the, the car nose forward so that I don't back out. I actually leave the site with my, there is enough room to make that uh, turnaround. Despite that, it's still an issue because you're when the car is at the curb cut and you look to the right and you've got to make a left turn. So you've got to cross the right lane and you've got to make a left turn, or you've got to cross the, the, the closer lane and you've, you've got to make a left onto Clark. You look at the hill and you can't see anything over the hill. So you just, you look and you just wait and hope that there's no vehicle when you do make the turn. And so um, my, thought, I, uh, my thought was just to come here and talk and see if this was, an appropriate um, solution for that. Can it, yes. oh, go on. I'm sorry. One last thing is I I thought about other solutions and one so the T wouldn't help because I already um, leave the site with my that was as a safety we would basically be um, leaving the house <laughs> with our with the car face forward because backing up is pretty dangerous. Um, is I. The new driveway is aligned with a utility pole on the other side of Clark. I don't know. I mean, I've seen them before in other areas, um, convex mirrors that are put up on utility poles where you could see um, cars coming up around that curve. I don't know how feasible that is, but I was just trying to think of other ways to, to address this if the curb cut isn't, isn't approved. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, my question to you was, so on the new where you want the new existing 
where you like the new curb cut, you're still going to have that same issue with coming out and turning left and having to, you're still going to have that, that site issue. Correct. I, I put a dimension on the drawing, 64. It's an additional 64 feet from the new, let's call it, new driveway. Okay. So that's three, three and a half car lengths. It gives you, for a response time, it probably, it's another second, a second or two for response time if a car is flying over that hill to see the car that's coming out, back, that's backing out. That, uh, yeah, I question whether, that, I mean, that doesn't know, I don't know that that helps you that much on, on that, for, you know, the safety piece of it. Well, it's another, it, it buys us another 64 feet that, that we don't have. I guess it's a, it, it would be better to have the opportunity to use that as an exit, um, as an option. So I see a proposed um, garage as well. And if the curb cut is not approved, how would the transportation committee envision the driveway from that second garage? Would it curve around the house? So, um, so part of the, on here where it says um, proposed garage, that was part of the original plan for what was a redevelopment but the I guess all of the renovations and work uh, to be done to the property um, with that the it has already been approved the the curb cut if you're looking to it kind of the, the left side of that page that curb cut um, as well as the driveway going back has already been approved approved the so. origin the I guess existing curb cut is what's partially covered in in um, shaded or I guess going to what says um, proposed um, one-story wood frame addition kind of in that upper right hand corner of the page and then what he's um, requesting is the consideration of this darker mm -hmm. and that's because the original curb cut was was, eliminated. was eliminated when the new more the south, southern curb cut was added right mm -hmm. It's actually still there because it hasn't the been taken out just but yet. That's, but it's supposed to be taken out. Yes. And so you're yes. asking to, to have that. You want both now. And so basically you want the original one. Correct. But the, the, so that's what we're talking about okay. is putting yes. the original one back. Okay. Correct flip side. So. Okay. So aside from historical precedents or whatever, did the Transportation Committee agree or disagree with the safety concerns on the Hill? They, they did um, understand and agree, I guess, with the safety concerns that others, um, as well as Mr. Pandolf, have raised with Clark Road. Okay, so relying on that recommendation and seeing at least the, the circumstances myself, I, I don't have an objection to the second curb cut. I understand the, the precedence of, of resistance or whatnot, but um, I, I, it, it doesn't, it doesn't, uh, I, I don't want to be so rigid based on precedence. I, I would like to take things on a case-by-case -case basis, and particularly for homes and um, drivers on a hill plus a curve, I, I think there are enough um, circumstances there to warrant it. So that's just, that's just my thinking. So I know this is something, the speed issue on Clark Road is something we've been talking about at transportation. So I am on transportation as well. So this is not the first time this has come up before, you know, your, your, um, your application here. 
Um, one of the things we're working on is, is to try to, um, you know, we've had speed counters out there. We, we're trying to, you know, be more cognizant and work with um, Monroe County sheriffs about the speed on that street. Um, but that being said, I, I mean, I guess I would have to disagree with that extra curb cut because I'm not sure that that's going to, that helps your, your issue as far as, um, you know, I don't believe there's a, enough of a sight distance for it to make a, to warrant that. And again, I know that we've had other, we, other people have come to the town, to us about extra curb cuts and we have not granted them based on, and I, I believe that, you know, one of the things that the transportation looked at and discussed of, about that is that they didn't feel there was a need for that, that, that extra curb cut for, um, for this, um, did application. They say that? Did it conclude? Mm -hmm. Was there an answer? I mean, it sounded like when um, mentioned when Mark, you were talking you about it that it, they didn't come to any answer. So they had questions, more questions. I mean, they acknowledged. They did. They acknowledged the safety questions. They just thought if it was an opportunity to turn around and come out forward, um, as supervisor said, the additional 60 feet. They didn't think that that was the benefit that 60 feet provided was nominal in okay. what mm -hmm. it, the benefit would be for the site distance. So, yes, it's so something, but they, they said, yeah. as Eric said, if they could do a turnaround here, if he could turn around inside, come out going forward, mm -hmm. if that was possible, obviously that made it much safer. They thought the 60 feet, there really wasn't much benefit of the 60 feet. So, you know, again, it's mm -hmm. this board, so they didn't want to tell this board to, no, but they advised. what to do, they advised. but they said they didn't that, feel. It wasn't clear that that was the advice. Yeah. They that didn't feel fine. a second curb cut sure. was needed. That was it. I just think that I, I hear what everyone's saying, and I, I don't disagree with what everyone's saying, but the 64 feet, when someone's coming over that hill doing uh, speeding and they're not aware that somebody's backing out of the driveway, the response time, I mean, even a second or two in response time could save, you know, could save a tragedy just so if it's not 10 feet, I, you know, 60 feet, could be a second or two of response time from somebody who shouldn't be speeding over the hill, but is mm -hmm. speeding over the hill, and then they realize, oh my God, somebody's backing out. So that and so that's that's why I requested it. So I also know that I know you don't. If this is your application, but we're, we'd be hearing from other people on Clark Road as well. I'm sure if we granted this to you, there's other people as well that would like that would want a, another curb cut too. I know that. There's plenty of people that have talked about, you know, that as well. So that's another, you know, another thing that we have to, to look at if we let you have this, you know, what happens to how many curb cuts do we do come go on that road? I mean, I know that, that that's not what you want to hear. I understand that. I'm hoping that we can do something about that um, the cut through and the traffic uh, on there, the speed of the traffic on there. I know that further down on Harwood is the 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 stoplight in the in the bump. And I thought that you know, asked is that monitoring enough of the people? Obviously not. They're getting up speed when they're after that stop sign. And that's something that I think we have to address again with um, Monroe County Sheriff's. And look at that. We've got. We're also talking about the other end, up at the top at Huntington on Clark Road. There's been people have asked for a light, uh, a stoplight there, stop sign rather, um, and to maybe, you know, slow down the people in there. That's something else we've been. Um, 
that's been brought up to us. Um, I guess I don't know if Mark, anybody. Is there, there's no uh, property width uh, requirement when it comes to this sort of thing as far as having two on a piece of property. Is it, there's no guidance as to... We didn't. We even talked about that last night at Transportation. We don't have a specific guideline. Now, the board has said it needs to be more than the minimum sized lot. You know, we've had people before with a 100-foot wide lot and want two curb cuts. Um, this exceeds that. The other one is, is typically benefits on a corner lot, so it fronts on two roads right. that you could come in or out of either either access. So, no, we don't have any prescriptive. It's got to be this wide or it's got to be... You know this policy i think that's something we should develop we talked about that last night with transportation mm -hmm. um obviously we didn't have mr pendoff there last night so that's why there was some question of you know the why and the benefit and could it turn around or or not um i just know it's been past practice of the boards in the past to minimize curb cuts as much as possible but obviously no, and I agree with that. circumstances and yeah and, and that's each been my property's different so that's been my experience we've had you know handful come before the board since since I've been on the board and I it, as much as I appreciate the, the attempt to reduce the number of, of secondary curb cuts um, I think each one has to be looked at and I don't know I guess to me 64 feet does mean something I um, if it was me I'd, I'd want to be as far away from the top of that hill as possible so um, not to split it up here but I, I would I would be in favor of uh, of granting it personally so well, I, you know, I think along Debbie's lines. I've been here long enough to have seen all the different applications that have come in, and we have not granted. I know Clark Road is, is a, a bear, and from Atlantic Avenue down to Whalen along Clark is going to have to be looked at, especially the more people that end up coming to the facilities that we have on that property. And I think that's the big picture that needs to be addressed. Mm -hmm. And uh, as sympathetic as one can be to the plight of, of uh, coming over the hill, I, I, <clears throat> I think it sets a bad precedent, so I wouldn't agree to it. So I, I would like to remind the board that the last three curb cuts that came before the board for consideration, the last one by Heritage um, yes. Christian Service Homes mm -hmm. and the uh, other applicant on Huntington, and this stretch of road, we also granted for safety concerns. It was reviewed by the Transportation Committee and there were extenuating circumstances for each. So I don't know where that leaves us with a 2-2 vote. Um, if it won't carry or if there's no motion, it will die on the table. But I, I did want to at least point that out, so. Um, Noted. Thank you. What's the width of the property I'm trying to? Uh, 168 feet. feet wide. That's pretty unusual, right? All the other properties in there. Are I mean, fairly narrow. not for Clark Road. Um, Clark Road, there are some larger properties, but I mean, in your typical R120, it's a hundred by 200 foot, so 100 foot wide by 200 foot deep is kind of the standard for an R120 lot. Um, for Clark Road, there are some other, you know, larger parcels. So I guess depends. What you're looking for is but 168 it's, it's, it's bigger than on our 120 yeah. typical lot, um, right. but it is similar in character to some of the other larger lots along Clark Road in that area. I mean, we can take it to a we vote can if there's no other. Um, we can take it to a vote. We can. Um, 
I don't know if you want to go back to the transportation committee um, since they had that outstanding question and he answered it. I don't. I, I don't know if, if you were there last night with the transportation committee to have that discussion. If it's worth going back to the transportation committee and sharing his answer to see if they have another recommendation or feel differently. Okay. I, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Uh, on, the, um, on the can I ask yeah. on the point of your um, not wanting to do a, just a a T T turnaround. Uh, uh, as Eric, uh, Mr. Tate has suggested that maybe just uh, a turnaround in the front of your drive, uh, a back end teeth, the T area, instead of having the full turnaround, that isn't something that would would help you. Well, it would help um, when if we have visitors, if if there's cars parked in the driveway and somebody pulls in and they don't pull all the way back to turn around, mm -hmm. it would help somebody to turn around so that the nose of the car is facing. Um, Clark as you exit but that's what I do now right and that's um, even with that when you go to make a left turn onto Clark you have no idea who's coming over the hill um, it just you there's no you don't have any sense of who's coming what size is it a tractor trailer is it somebody fly? so it's so even with nose first which is what I do now mm -hmm. um, it doesn't uh, it helps though it gives you you're able to see the top of the hill but you don't know what's beyond the top of the hill um, a t-shape would I guess it would allow visitors who aren't parked in the, mm -hmm. in the towards the garage to turn around so that they don't have to back out backing out is not recommended I don't think I mean we wouldn't have anybody back out just because of the, the speed of vehicles on the road I think I think the speed of the uh, speed of Clark Road is something we have to work on, rather than the. Um, I think that's the primary issue here, is if people are driving too fast on this road, then we need to to work on that. I mean, I I, I still stand by the transport uh, the discussion that I don't. I personally don't think that the 64 feet makes that much of a difference if people are flying starting to fly down the hill. Uh, when you said, you know, it gives you a couple more seconds to get out. I mean, um, and I, I do believe that if we grant this one, we'll see more on, on I know we will, because I've talked to people on Clark Road that would like another a curb cut. As I believe, Mr. Tate, we've talked about, so other people have asked about these. So. Um, May I ask um, the feasibility of um some sort of a mirror on the utility pole. I don't know if anyone has done that. It's um, the, the utility pole across the driveway is lined exactly with the center of the new driveway. So it's right there. And if there was um, a con, I guess it's called convex mirror that where you're able to see who's coming over the hill. I don't even know how, if that's feasible or not, or who. who how to get something approved, but that would be something that I would, I would ask you to advocate for if that's something I could. Mark, is that something that we, we've, I know we've talked about that before. No, we haven't. I don't think we've and implemented it, but I do know at least one place in Blossom Road that has it currently. So I don't know if we have, again, we have an official policy over it, but I think it's something we could take a look at. Um, you know, we can look at in the board wants sight distance, you know, we could go out at some point and actually get a sight distance and see how it complies with the OT, the MUTCD, MUTCD standards and, you know, see 
what actually you know exists today if that helps the board's I was asking, um, I, I, I believe there's a mirror on Whalen right outside the quarry, but I wasn't sure if that pole was the town's pole or private property. That's on the quarry's property. It, it, it is. Um, it's not, because it's not out on the actual utility pole within the right of way on Whalen. It's just in, so as you're turning in, you can see around to see if a, uh, another truck is coming off the scales and coming out. The other one on right for public safety, yeah, right? That's on, so that's on it the, is, but it's it's internal. It's not that's on private so property there. The other one on the road awesome, I know is on a that's on a state road. So whether the state issued that or not, on the, state. On the hill, is it on the hill as you're going down towards yeah. Ellison Park. Oh yes, yes there's yes, a house that sits a, right yeah. on the right side. They've got one up on yeah. the left just before you kind of get down to the Daisy Flower Mill or Rising yeah. Storm, as it'll soon be. Um, so I don't know if that was granted permission through the state, um, but we can reach out to the state and see if they've got a policy. Isn't that a county road? It is not on that portion of it. And we had to remind the state DOT of that as well, but because um, it comes off the expressway, they own Blossom Road um, up to Atlantic Avenue or Browncroft. Is that something you can work with the, the resident um, in yeah. terms of... Yeah, we can look at the state and see what their standards are and then, you know, work with Mr. Pendoff to look at, you know, that as an option. And if you could be a liaison in some ways, because I don't know if, it, if me trying to get a hold of somebody from them. We have contacts there. That Absolutely. We can, because I think that that would be, um, you know, I've thought about this and I, I think that would be a, a solution if, if it's achievable, um, because you'd be able to see who's coming up right. and then you wouldn't have to worry about other residents on the street uh, requesting curb cuts if, because as a precedent set. But um, I would be I would be happy to work with you if you're able to yep. uh, we can do that. assist me on that. Sure, sure. Great, that would be wonderful. Sounds Thanks, good. Mark. The guy will put you will be in contact. And then I guess lastly, and not to take up everyone's time, but um, no, that's. The turnaround, the T turnaround, um, I guess is is a good idea. But we do have, we right now we do have enough room for people to turn around. So if there's an issue, I guess I can come back. Um, unless the approval of the T turnaround is something that um, could be done, whether it's actually constructed or not, is approved. Um, does that is if it was approved? Does it have to be built? It wouldn't have to come back to this board here. You're not at the, this board authorizes the second curb cut. It might be the planning board if it's a, would it require a planning board or was it just, I remember this board, I remember your application coming before some other board, uh, maybe it was a zoning board, but did it also go to the planning board? It went to the planning board and, and part of that would also be the, since if he doesn't abandon that original curb cut, there would be a change to the right. their approvals. I don't think that stub there, um, through the DOT, or DOT, DPW, you know, that's a, you know, issuance of a highway work permit to put that turnaround in. We have people come in and ask for those all the time. And um, as long as it meets setback, doesn't impact drainage, that's something to, between engineering and DPW, I believe we can just take a look at and that would, wouldn't yeah. necessitate coming it's, back to this board for so that. So it's administrative. The, if we the, plan, yeah. the plan itself has already been approved. Um, you know, it'll still require a permit you know, as the formality to at least initiate and allow for the actual construction to begin. Um, that would just be as simple as kind of showing that additional spot on the attach and attaching the map um, with it, with the permanent application. Sound good? 
move ahead. Did you get all your questions answered? I yes. Not the outcome no, you wanted. But. So that you didn't officially take a vote. So, but it, no curb cut. We're gonna. You'll be an advocate liaison yep. for hopefully a mirror on the utility pole. And we'll keep in contact with you. We'll follow up. Sure. Stay with the process. Mm -hmm. And thank you for the update on, I didn't realize that others on the street were looking for curb cuts and, um, and obviously I'm probably not the only person that recognizes the speed of the vehicles that are on that. Street. And that's something that I meet with the Monroe County Sheriff's every month and that's one, it's on top of our, um, our list here too. For well, thanks everyone, I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming. You're welcome to come back if any changes. All right. And you're welcome to stay too, but we're talking dumpsters next, so I figured. <laughs> now is a good you. time to exit. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm the one talking about it, so if I'm telling you it's time to leave, then. <laughs> My streets have cut through also. Oh. Herman Road. All right. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Next, we're going back to item C, yes, U utilizing a piggyback contract to construct the Four Corners town parking lot dumpster enclosure. Ms. Ivers and Mr. Tate again. Thank you. Yes. Um, so wanted to um, share an update with you, and, and Eric may have more detailed information than I have, but um, the town of Greece has a contract in place for construction-related activities for a variety of municipal needs that they, they have. And as part of that contract, there's a clause that allows other municipalities to utilize that same contract, similar to how we use state contracts and county contracts, and the for better or worse, the terminology is a piggyback clause. So here we are, so it allows us to use that same municipal contract to enter into a contractor agreement for services. So with that information, we wanted to um, take a look at the dumpster enclosure that we've been talking about at the Four Corners um, municipal parking lot. The um, and I'll bring up a, a map mm -hmm. for you right now so you can take a look at it. We did prepare a basic site plan, and I do apologize. I'll see if I can spin this, um, this view, and maybe I can't. I apologize. My, this, um, so just to give you some orientation, uh, this is Penfield Road over here. This would be um, Five Mile, and this mm -hmm. is the Joe Gotts restaurant. Mm -hmm. This is the vicinity, and I'll zoom in. This is the vicinity of where the current dumpsters are just sitting freely. So the dumpster enclosure would capture um, two or three um, dumpsters. Um, we've been in touch with the property owners who currently have the two separate contracts so that there'll be some coordination with the property owners and, and you, businesses that utilize the dumpsters so that um, we'll work with them to ensure that they're familiar and know what, what this is. Um, but wanted to get the town board's um, sort of authorization to move forward with getting the quote from this contractor and we would come back to the board with more information about the costs associated. Um, we are um, asking them to provide quote for two different material choices. One would be for a pressure treated lumber that could be stained and the other would be for a composite decking material. Um, and I think we wanted to see the cost differential so that we could understand both the upfront cost and then long term maintenance and operation 
cost. And so the engineering department, um, shout out to Mike O'Connor, was kind enough to pull this um, schematic together and the, and the um, uh, construction detail that's needed by the contractor to generate the, uh, a realistic bid for the service. So I wanted to get your permission to pursue that, that, um, that quote. I know we've been working on this for a couple of boards ago. We, yep, we, we did, um, and Carrie and I actually met with the contractor to kind of get, you know, their opinion and just figure out the, the feasibility of it. Um, you know, they, they seem to think that it was certainly doable in the location that, that we've anticipated and proposed, um, but wanted to, you know, again, come back to this board to, to verify before we, you know, I don't want to unnecessarily waste any of their time, you know, or, or you know, spend any of our own um, additional town resources if, if we need to do something different. I have no objection to utilizing the piggyback or for pursuing the two separate quotes. Thank you. Okay. So could we I don't think we just, I think we just needed a roll call vote on moving uh, forward. I don't forward think we need to do a formal resolution. We're just asking for permission to get the okay. quotation. Can, can I look at the, I, you know, I don't, this won't hold up today, but I'd like to look at the yep. original contract. We have, um, absolutely. Um, okay. And we have used this same, um, the, the same program uh, through the town of Greece and, and Gordian um, the original acronym I can't think of right now. Yeah. Um, we the last time we actually used it was when we did the um, town hall trim, um, wrapping all of the metal soffits um, around this building a few years ago. It just seems, but, yeah, I want to look at it because you know it's public works. Yep, yep, you don't yep. typically have piggybacking with those, so I want to look at that. Yes, it is. Uh, I guess a special program project of how they worded it, but um, yeah, I can happily... Yeah, I'd like to take a look at it. Yep. Do you know what, like, what's the ballpark cost? Uh, that, that I have we not don't gotten know. That's what we're waiting on. Yeah, but do you think it's, like, <clears throat> like over 35000 We're hoping to be under. Like, that's the threshold I'm, I'm concerned with, is if it's got, if it's over thirty five, and So that's what I'm going to yep. have to take a look at. Yep. No, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I think it sounds good as long as our attorneys all go with that piggyback. We never make a move without <laughs> our town attorney's uh, blessing. Exactly. All right, I, I'm a dream crusher. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm, no, no, I'm the dream crusher. <laughs> <laughs> That's my title. I like that phrase. <laughs> Sue, so can we have a um, vote here on this? Uh, draw. Aye. Cole. Aye. Lee. Aye. Ackenden. Aye. All aye. Great, thank you, Carrie, you guys for looking for some um, uh, on that. So uh, next we have under us the local law um, for town trees. Carrie gets to talk about dumpsters, so I get to talk about trees. Yeah. You get to talk about the trees, <laughs> yes, Mr. Valentine. <laughs> so this is something that um, is the first step in moving towards Tree City USA. So we've talked to this board last year, the board said that you guys wanted to move forward on that. You asked the, was then the conservation board, now the EECC, Energy and, um, you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Um, committee to look into this. So they've prepared a draft, so local law looking at public trees, how those are handled. Um, so they've taken some drafts from other communities, um, as well as a standard that was provided by Tree City themselves. So they're putting forth this draft to you, it was in your drop. Um, if you to look at is how we handle town trees, um, how that's governed. Um, so tonight, if the board is comfortable, I'm asking to put a resolution in on, 
uh, October 4th, setting a public hearing for, uh, would be November 1st, I believe would be their meeting. So we need to have a public hearing on it. So just um, if the board is comfortable with that, having the public hearing out there, allowing the public an opportunity as well to comment on the draft. We've not put the draft out into the public um, forum yet, you know, until this board is comfortable, you know, doing so. And would you have somebody from town staff explain more about the... Yeah, I mean, at the public hearing, you know, we would go through and explain, you know, what the draft is. We'll put it on the website ahead of time, make it available for the public to review, and then obviously have the opportunity to come and comment on it, you know, at that time. And then subsequent to that, you know, we look at adoption of that. Um, and again, that kind of is a, another step on the way to the Tree City USA designation. Sure, so we, this is a requirement. We said we wanted it a while ago, yep. and you got this committee that's working on it. I think uh, it makes sense that we should move on to a public hearing. <clears throat> I would move that. I'll second it. Uh, a motion for a uh, um, resolution on that at the October meeting? Yes, resolution move for a public hearing. For a public hearing. Um, moved by Cole, second by Akadan. Roll call vote on that, Sue? Draw. Aye. <clears throat> Cole? Aye. Lee? Aye. Akadan? Aye. All aye. Great. Thank you very much. Ooh, and again. Can, uh, Mark, can you direct me to... Um, the committee, do they have any like minutes or documents or in, in preparation for this draft? Yeah, I mean, I can, I can, can share you that with you. Can you send that to me afterwards? Yep. Okay. Of course. And then, um, okay. And, and uh, sorry, just one more quick question. Mm -hmm. For um, the director of Department of Public Works, no, so I'm not talking about uh, Mr. Tate as he sits here. I'm just talking about the that role and title. Is that person qualified or is... Uh, we, and sorry, I'll let you finish your statement. You probably know where I'm headed. Go ahead. Yeah, we're adding um, information in there that, um, you know, while that role and title, you know, has the ability to make the decisions, it's going to be backed up by the document that lays out how and when those decisions are made, um, whether we need an arborist to bring an arborist in, whether we need somebody else. So, um, you know, it does have, in you know, the ability there to bring in other people as needed or if the board has concerns, the conservation board, so it has some other caveats in there that, you know, if we have a concern about certain areas that, you know, we can have a further look at that before trees are removed, you know. Okay, okay, so that document wasn't shared as part of our materials tonight, right? It, it was not, no. Oh, I thought it was not. Well, the, the draft was there. Mm -hmm. um, the backing document is something that we still need to, it's an update to our tree ordinance. Okay. So the tree ordinance, we're reviewing that with, um, Bruce Zaretsky, who's our town uh, landscape consultant, he's looking at the trees and then we need to revise that. So this kind of sets the path forward. The committee's still working on that along with the forestry plan. So those are some of the other pieces of that okay. puzzle. Okay, and and I know we already voted, and it was just to set the public hearing. So I'm not I'm not trying to, yeah, to get yep. it get right. it the and way we, and we can get the other stuff along. And if okay. you know if we're not there at the time, at least you know we can at least have the public hearing, and then that's, you know we yeah, can continue the rest of the that's process. That was so, I think as drafted currently and without those backing documents, there's no way I'm in favor of this. I will just be totally upfront with the board. There's no way that I, I see a DPW being qualified without like criteria yep. and that's without the other an piece arborist that, on staff. There has the to be some purview. It cannot be delegated to one person. And that's, yep. something and that's the piece that we still are okay. on that. So I, okay, so thank you. So, yep. I, so thank you, I, I, so long as I have some documentation to, to, yes. to re read this. But again, not opposed to the public hearing. Thank you. You will have that. You will have that. Good, okay. 
So we're good on that. Um, uh, community for okay. Next on the list then is a community forest conservation grant program, and this is um, uh, something exciting that um, our sustainability engineer Sarah Waterman is um, kind of taking um, the lead on this. But Mr. Valentine tonight is going to um, give a little report on this. So uh, Sarah came along this grant um, that is for the preservation of a treed or forested property. Um, so in looking at it, um, one property that came to our mind is a piece um, along the bay. So we own, if you're looking at the map right here, we own 1440 Empire Boulevard. Um, we got that as part of the Water's Edge development. So they gave that piece to us. Um, the, to the north is owned by the County of Monroe. So part of Bay Park East, um, all the way up to uh, the YMCA. So this is the one remaining piece, this 1527C, you can kind of see highlighted in the middle, <coughs> is not owned by the county, the town um, would make an important link between Water's Edge, we've got right of access through their property, easements for hiking. Um, so this could complete the piece of walking from LaSalle's Landing, you know, all the way up the bay through there. So we've reached out to the property owner, um, asked them if they were interested. They said they, you know, were interested. Obviously, it depends on the price. Um, so the grant is, and obviously we need to get appraisals of the property. So one tonight is, you know, is the board comfortable moving ahead getting an appraisal? Obviously, that's at a cost. And then secondly, it is a 10% matching grant. So we don't know the final dollar amount. Obviously, we need to get an appraisal, but just want to make sure the board's comfortable saying, yes, you know, we would support that. Um, it'd be obviously creation of more open space, which, you know, we're, we've been looking at. Mm -hmm. um, it's a very steep sloped area. Um, Carrie, I don't know if you can turn on the grades. It'll I sure can. blur, blur the screen. But, um, I don't know offhand, I don't want to say. I think it's in the eighty dollars to $90,000 range. Um, obviously, an appraisal may come back differently, but I think that's what they have it currently appraised for. You can see the topo on the site right now. Gives a sense of uh, slope here. Yeah. Not developable. Uh, we never say anything is not developable. <laughs> well, that's true. Um, We're looking at the quarry, right? No, the, but the hills, I mean, it's, yeah. it's Some the, engineer can come It is. There are steep slopes, as you can see. There is a woodland e-pod you can see, and there's also a wetland at the bottom. Right. But we never say it's not developable. Um, it would be a challenge to do that. I think it'd be better off to be preserved. You know, it already has some trails. It has the old trolley line. Is mm -hmm. kind of the piece yeah, you can the go through on the north end. I know. It's got history. And Mark, I, Mark and I think you uh, the, did. You mention seventy-five percent of the uh, this the uh, property in the grant has to be forest land. Yes, yeah. yeah. So it's so. specifically a forest mm -hmm. preservation grant, not just yeah. an open space. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. I know other people, you know, have ideas going. Hey, this is a great open space piece to save. It has to be forested. So um, this okay. piece just kind of seemed to really fit for us. It does. Um, we have reached out to county parks because um, they're to the north. They mm -hmm. said they'd be willing to send a letter support it. Obviously, it'd be a great trail connection, you know, addition for them as well. So How just many acres is it? It is 13.5 acres. Okay. Is there any access to Empire Boulevard or is it? Um, there is not. So you would access through our property. So as again, 1440 we own, um, and then we have trail access into the 1430, which is the water's edge. So people could walk through, there's a specific dedicated public access through 1430 and then a trail that goes up and then loops into that access or you could access it from Abraham Lincoln Park. Go to Abraham Lincoln Park and then walk yeah. to the south and then I think I've tried to walk through that. It's pretty, it's tough. And yeah, you can there. see the park. Uh, Carrie's got it on the right. So Abraham Lincoln Park and the, yeah. the, the parking lot right there. And then you can see how much area that is. It's beautiful. Um, that then continues all the did, way through. Did we the not talk area. about it for the open space, but it wasn't for sale? Or it was. It was. Del Monte, I think, at the time. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, it's Domenico Del Monte um, that owned it. They, huh? they, the previous owner had no interest in selling it. Mm. Acquisition um, now that it had transferred ownership, and then this grant came up. We reached out to the right. current owner, and they said, yeah. "Sure, let's see what it's worth." But it's to the other lands, and that was yeah, one of the things. And that the eagle lives back, back. The eagle lives back there too. The eagle the is eagle. a little bit. <laughs> yes. Fourteen hundred is where the eagle is. Yeah. Is right on that property yeah. right there. So and it is landlocked, though. Right. It is landlocked. It is waterfront, but it is landlocked. They own the current owner owns for the hiking and the current owner owns a, a spot on Empire Boulevard, so they have access oh. to it. But oh, all right. So, yeah. they have they have frontage in Empire. But so tonight's to see if one the board yeah. wants us to pursue the grant and then once we find two, out how much it is, once we find the appraisal, we'll have to come back and make yeah, sure if the board's still supportive at the oh, 10 percent match. I'm totally supportive of looking into it. Yeah. yeah, obviously we have to get the grant first. But yeah. I talked to Sarah about getting. Uh, I got to get some quotes from uh, an appraiser. So yep. Okay. So we'll have to go get an appraisal of the land, and that's what we can offer, and see if that's acceptable. But obviously that's kind of predicated on the grant. So we've kind of got more pieces of the puzzle to come, but just mm -hmm. wanted to make sure the board was supportive. Any discussion? I think it's fantastic. That's great. Okay. Yep. So I don't even know if we, Pete, I don't know if we need to do a vote. I think obviously at such a time the board was expending funds yeah. for it. Yeah, we're not. Why not? I mean, would you say? Why not? It doesn't okay, sure. okay. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Ultimately, <laughs> we're going to have to get it. We'll get in a, we'll get out a call from an appraiser and then we'll, we'll have to vote on. Right. Then the board will have to vote so, on the expenditure but, of money yeah. at that time. I think from a grant writing perspective, it's nice to indicate yes. that the night of the meeting that was discussed the, the and the board unanimously Mr. supported the application. Okay. Yeah. okay. I, like I move that we move forward <laughs> with a, um, okay. my, uh, town engineer looking into uh, <clears throat> getting the grant for the. For, Forestation conservation grant. Okay, second. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Sue, can we have a roll call vote? Draw. Aye. Cole. Aye. Lee. Aye. Ackenden. Aye. All aye. Good. Okay. Thank you. And now we are on to item four, which is a Clark House proposal. Mr. Tate. Thank you. Waiting uh, for this. <clears throat> Last month, um, I had uh, brought the revised. Uh, plans, uh, renderings, and drawings of the Clark House um, as requested by um, both this board as well as the Historic Preservation Board uh, to make some um, select modifications uh, to that. Um, I actually took, though, or the day after that meeting um, on September 7th, um, the Historic Preservation Board did review those. Um, they were supportive of granting and or did grant um, submit a formal application to them and they reviewed um, those drawings and did approve a conditional certificate of appropriateness uh, pending you know final material and uh, selection once we get through kind of the construction documentation um, but prior to the bidding process um, for at least the lodge um, addition portion um, with that, I have um, had reached out to Bergman, um, did receive the proposal to move forward with the schematic design, design development, construction documentation, and kind of bidding assistance, you know, and construction administration uh, portion to move forward with this project. Um, you know, that was shared with um, with this board. Um, if and I just want to throw this out, if. Um, I guess if the board was in favor, um, I would you know, draft a resolution for the October 4th meeting uh, to actually authorize the um, signature of this um, proposal itself. 
um, of which Bergman would anticipates being able to, you know, then start shortly after um, with their kind of design work in early October. Um, and with the anticipated, I guess, ribbon cutting um, of the building completely done in February of 2026. Um, so just to put in the kind of timeline of how much work it would take to get through the design as well as what they anticipate even the construction schedule to be. Um, the, I guess their, the um, proposal itself, um, while they did break it out based on you know the different tasks, um, the lump sum total for all of that uh, was $446,000. Um, and anticipated up um, to earmark um, an additional four thousand dollars for reimbursable expenses. Um, so whether that be, you know, mileage for any site visits, mm -hmm. any you know printed materials, any posters, any um, anything needed, um, kind of above and beyond the actual design work um, itself. I know that, that, we've been, that is the board. We've been, you don't have any you. questions? Well, that's sort of a downer at the end about how long it's going to take. But what you're asking, <laughs> but what you're asking is just the, to go forward with what has just been accepted by the uh, yes. historic so board, board and what we agreed to. So, and, you know, I see no uh, problem. It sounds like a good thing to move I, forward. And, uh, and that's the thing. I, I only mentioned <laughs> the schedule. The better, I, know, I, I know it's something we've been talking about for oh. a long time. Yes. Um, you know, if we act on it now. Yep we're anticipating kind of the, the earliest to be able to actually use it being February mm. of 26. And we know, and we know the we costs are going up, so they're longer. not going to go down. <laughs> it will likely no. cost more yep. and push that schedule so out even further. You think you could go out to bid like January time, for like in time to get mm. good bids for uh, spring start to construction or? They probably wouldn't must be ready. Not, not uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, not this. No. They, they're anticipating bid documentation being ready probably early July, um, going out for bid mid-July. Wow. Uh, so that, so even that time frame might need to be pushed back based yeah. on our yep. prior experience with uh, It may, um, depending on the, I mean, they, they would know yeah, right. better. You know, some of the, the things we're doing are contingent oh. on, you know. How does that affect the building, though? I mean, you got to take care of that building for a much longer uh, duration to keep it. I'm just thinking about well, the Clark House sitting there, mm -hmm. yeah. you know. <laughs> but we, the, is there, is there, uh, there's no band that. You, you, get, you might have to do Band-Aids. I mean, it, you can't let it fall and, and, and worse. Sure, and, and we, you know, have been doing such as needed, you know, as we've kind of worked through this process to date. Mm -hmm. um, just keep doing it. The good, the nice thing about this plan, you guys, I think, is that um, the barrel architecture is going to continue to provide, you know, consult to both the addition no, just, yep. and the rehabilitation on that Clark House, and you know, including working with a historic preservation board on their, um, on their input as well. So I think going forward, we're, you know, we, it's really a win-win. We, it's all the things that we want that they want. And we want for the town. I think that, if, and if we, the longer we wait, as we see how much, you know, things cost, you know, and, and again, it's gonna, you know, it'll become before the the next board. I know. Not before Linda and myself, but um, you guys will, you know, be able to see tweaks in the progress too. Is what you wanna? 
think getting getting started here on the design is is what we need to um, think about moving ahead. How are you guys? Are you guys ready to? Um, I mean, I'll move it. If no one else is going to talk, I'll move that we go <laughs> you, forward. How, how do you guys feel? Are you guys ready to move? Yeah, I'm fine with it. Oh, cool. Just Good. struggling with the schedule, but I mean, you guys have. Oh, I know. I, I'm still That's can't a downer, get past that, the last thing you said. I would, is it, it a surprise to you guys who deal with these these projects? Uh, is it, no, that seems pretty typical. I mean, they're they're anticipating the construction itself being 16 to 18 months, and I, yeah, that's unfortunately right. that seems to. Yeah, and I think the fact that we're maintaining the original Clark House and the carefulness that may be required with that is maybe adding a little bit of extra time as well. Sure. You know, as you're not dealing with a, a green building site or an empty building yeah, site, right. so there's some other considerations there. So it's probably better to. Anticipate a little bit longer time. That's yeah. That's including you know the removal of the a couple a few portions of the building. Right. Know, any. I mean, we know that there's um, been hazardous material testing done, and that there would be abatement yeah. required in portions. Um, so that's you know taking that all of that into account right. as well. There'll be activity there. People yes. see it's under construction. So right. And we can get a sign up. It's coming soon in 20. Oh, I know. It's like some mall coming <laughs> 20, up. 2020. So, 20, so Linda, I think, wanted to move it. I, I did move it. Forward and. I'll second that. That's fine. Candace will second it. Can we have a roll call vote? Draw. Aye. Cole. Aye. Lee. Aye. Akenden. Aye. All aye. No, that could be our last vote on the Clark House. <laughs> <laughs> well, it seems like there's been so many of them. We'll come back for the public for the, for yeah. the unveiling. Okay, so that leads us now to um, informational items, and I believe Carrie have one on Genesee Transportation Council. Yeah, I uh, have the next two. So if you have no objections, I'll roll from one roll to the other. One to the other. Okay. Sure, absolutely. I just wanted to bring um, to this board's attention the fact that Genesee Transportation Council, every year around this time, has unified planning work program, and that's an opportunity for municipalities to submit ideas for transportation-related. Um, planning projects. It can't be design, it can't be construction, planning level only. And so um, we had a conversation with New York State DOT about looking at doing a corridor study to update the 1999-2000 Empire Boulevard corridor study, where we'll look at transportation, alter like alternatives and potential options to enhance the um, experience of uh, motorists, um, pedestrians, and bicycle um, users throughout the corridor, um, recognizing that it's a state highway, and so we don't have jurisdiction over physical changes. It would be working in partnership with DOT um, to identify and solicit funds for a consultant who could walk us through that corridor study. And they'd be able to look at some alternative options and analyze um, you know, in enhancements or improvements that might be able to be made along the stretch of corridor. Um, again, it's a planning level study. It doesn't get into detail. It, it'll do analysis of trip generation and things like that. But we wanted to submit application just to make sure we're taking a look at any and all options available along, that, uh, along the corridor. And um, we're thinking about doing um, probably from the intersection with like North Witten or 590 in the vicinity of the town of Arundaquite 
through um, up to about the intersection with Bay Road mm -hmm. so that it's comprehensive. We'll be reaching out to both um, the towns of Irondequoit and the towns of Webster for their support as well. Um, mm -hmm. And the New York State DOT doesn't submit letters of support, quote unquote, for these types of projects, but they ask, we, they need to know what the scope of our request is. Um, and so we'll be sending them a draft before we submit it to GTC. So I just wanted to share that with you so you're aware that that activity is going on. Mm -hmm. um, the second is just an FYI um, to let you know that um, the town of Penfield, along with the town of Rondequite, the town of Webster, and Monroe County, has been working, uh, there's been a small working group <coughs> that's been looking at an update to the 2003 Harbor Management Plan for the Irondequoit Bay. That plan is from 2003. The update initiated in 2000, the, that small working group initiated sort of the review of that plan in 2012. Um, I joined that group in 2014 at the town of Irondequoit. I continued with that group um, in 2021, uh, representing the town of Penfield, and we are just now um, <laughs> getting to the point where it's being circulated and reviewed by the state agencies. Um, one of the, I mean, COVID certainly was a, an issue. I think the other thing is there wasn't a sense of urgency to update the plan because most of what was anticipated um, Nothing really has changed on the Bay. I think, if anything, the 2003 plan anticipated absolute bedlam of you know activity and boating night, like just it would be so congested and you would never be able to move around the Bay. And that's just not been the experience. We never met or reached the what they anticipated would be the number of slips on the Bay. And so just for a lot of reason, it wasn't an urgent matter. But we are at the point where we are going to eventually have a draft document that has to be reviewed and approved by all three communities. It is a plan that gets adopted. There is a process that the New York State Department of State has, we have to follow to adopt a harbor management plan. So we'll be coordinating amongst ourselves um, with the county as a, as a sort of probably the uh, liaison along with all three of us to present this in some public forum at a public hearing in the future. And I didn't want, I wanted to talk about it with you now and just give you the heads up that at some point in the coming months we'll be talking about this a little bit more and doing a more formal action related to it. And it's a document you should only read if you're having trouble going to sleep. Um, ten <laughs> so years, I'll forewarn you. 10 years, Carrie, that's pretty good. That's ten, yeah, if that, I think yeah. our comp plan, our comp plan's gonna be dead. <laughs> So longer than 10, I think I, the, it predated uh, my uh, participation, but um, it's, it, yeah, so that's how actually how I got to work so closely with Jim Costello. Is, that was one of the projects that he and I were uh, working together on. So um, it is, you know, it's an important document to refresh periodically, and I think, you know, we are looking forward to moving it forward. Carrie, does that have any, like, Will that involve any review of our local it waterfront? Absolutely will. So I think we we're trying to figure out the order of operation, whether we have to navigate the local law to maybe modify or amend our coastal, yeah. our harbor management law. There might be some minor tweaks be to allow for some flexibility that currently the harbor management law doesn't. Mm -hmm. And also to update mapping, because yeah, harbor management- Our mapping is pretty, Ooh. I mean, it's, it's pretty extensive and maybe we don't need to 
have so many properties included. So I just was curious yeah, if that there's, was going to yeah, be Yeah, there's going to be some opportunity to potentially okay. look at the um, that whole section of waterfront um, and the harbor management plan. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, Carrie, for that and update. You'll um, be busy. No held items. We have no old business board. Any new business? Seeing none, our next work session is going to be October 18th, right here. I want to thank um, staff here tonight, Carrie, Mark, um, Eric, again, um, for the work involved tonight. Appreciate it. I'd like to adjourn this meeting at 8.05. And thank you also to Wellesley down there at PCTV. Thank you. Have a very nice, um, nice evening, everyone. Well, oh, thank you. You guys get the award because you always seem to stay at the end of our, all our meetings. Oh. Good stuff. All right. The Eagle, yes, to, to ask a question, though, about, oh. and not on the record or anything, but the stop sign at Harwood yes. on yeah. Clark Road, have you ever thought, I don't know if it's a county road, but moving that up? moving it back to the other street? Well, that's something that we'd have it to... It was put there years ago after there was a death. You know, that's what created right. it. If you think about that stop sign is so close yeah. to the intersection yeah. that you're already slowing down. They're right. trying to... That was if the, you moved it no, that's to, a good point. to the earlier street... We can I mean, look... That one doesn't technically comply with the... It doesn't comply. It was yeah. illegal to begin with. <laughs> right. So that's one of the ones that we put stuff in, but it's hard to take back now that yeah. it exists. That was so, so long ago. Oh. All right, so moving it...